Okay, look at it this way. The Pirates have lost a zillion out of their last, oh, I don't know, zillion and ten games, including 10-5 to last night to the Royals in a game that was really just exasperating, you know, with a lot of bad umpiring and arguments and things that make you wonder why you're watching, you know, why you're still following. Let's put that to an end and let's make a clean break between the first part of the season and the part where Kibrian Hayes participates. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this. Hayes could have been playing for the Pirates now for a few days. Ben Charrington put him on the 60-day I.L., a little too soon, and for reasons far too frivolous, meaning he wanted to pick up this bad player or that bad player. And really, the priority should have been given to Hayes. But whatever, it's one week. He's already missed more than a third of the 2021 season. And that's tough to take. This isn't just any prospect. This is someone who, to all appearances, going back to last spring, really, is a special talent. Uh, I'd been very careful to not overstate, or to try to not overstate, what we've seen from Hayes. The problem with that is that you know, we've seen it. We've laid eyes on it. It's real. And it's real until proven otherwise. Is he going to hit 400 for his career? I'm guessing not. But is he going to be able to drive the ball on a consistent basis, including for power? Sure. Is he going to be able to run the bases? Oh, yeah. That never goes into a slump. Is he going to defend at a gold glove level? Well, he's only done that forever now. A three-time minor league gold glover. He is as close as it gets in the maddening sport of baseball to a real known commodity. A sure thing. And that's exciting. And that's something that can really add some flavor to the long, still, remainder of this season. And I'd love to just arbitrarily declare, not for you, not for anybody else, just for me, I'd like to just put my own marking down and say, here, this is now the Pirates' record with Hayes, Everything else was the Pirates record without Hayes. B-H-A-H, however it is that you'd like to do the acronym. I was there at Wrigley Field for the season opener this year, and he hit that ball 450 feet 
two-run shot first inning. You're thinking, wow, really, kid? After all that hype? After the spring you had last year, and then you come up and you, you're Ted Williams for a full month, which was half of the 2020 season, of course, with the virus scheduling. And then you go and you do it again this spring the entire time down in Bradenton nonstop. And then you go up to Wrigley and it's really, really cold, like even by Chicago in March standards. It was uncomfortable. And you do that on the first at bat off of Kyle Hendricks? You know, what is the torment of the Pittsburgh baseball fan to have to find out after two whole games that there was a wrist injury, of all things, for a hitter. And that it was going to be something that was going to keep him out for a long time. I'm prepared to hit a reset button. The season itself, as a whole, as a body of work for the team, was never going to mean a blessed thing. And yes, that applied even when the team did kind of keep its head above water, or at least just below water at 12 and 13 through April, without Hayes. But then Colin Moran went out, Philip Evans went out, and you were left with just no one in the lineup who could hit other than Adam Frazier, Brian Reynolds, a couple other guys occasionally. And that's tough on your pitching staff, and that's tough on your team psyche for everybody. You're putting even your other hitters into spots that they don't do well in. You know, I'm thinking in particular of, you know, Brian Reynolds with guys on base. No, not the fiasco last night. But now, here we are, almost, almost. Tomorrow night at PNC Park against the Marlins, Hayes is going to play. He's had his rehab. Uh, He hit the ball great, as always, with his week with AAA Indianapolis. He had accompanied the Pirates to Kansas City for this two-game swing out there. Uh, took infield, took a live-hitting practice off of uh, Trevor Cahill yesterday at Kauffman Stadium. Cahill himself working his way back from an injury. And tomorrow night he'll start playing. And I'm going to start a new tabulation. Now, I'm not even going to give him credit for that one win at Wrigley Field. We're just starting completely over again. I really, really feel like this is something that the Pirates need. I hope they do something like this internally without laying too much on the kid. Derek Shelton's a smart guy. He knows when his team's performing with its backs against the wall. I don't know. Is that the right term? Is that what I'm looking for here? Or is it more just a collective sinking feeling you know 
you see some of their faces last night. Ben Gamble, when he went down in the ninth inning, going back to the dugout and just looking so exasperated. You need to have that sense of, okay, hey, we're starting this over again. We're doing this over. You know how sometimes you see with uh, teams and managers will talk about this post-All-Star break. They were gone for three or four days. They come back. They're, they're ready to get rolling again. And you do hear about so-and-so's team since the break or whatever. Well, this is just a one-day break, but it's also something different. Look, Moran and Evans also aren't that far away. And when those guys come back, oh, they're not contending for anything. No, I'm not being a weirdo here and predicting glory for 2021 or anything ridiculous like that. So don't don't attach that to me just because I'm saying something here that comes across as mildly, you know, upbeat. It's okay to think like that in life. It's even okay to think about that related to the Pittsburgh Pirates on occasion. Hayes is legit. Hayes is everything you'd want a young star baseball talent to be, including all the intangibles, son of Charlie, uh, total pro, humble beyond words, everything you'd want. And you know what? I'm me, just speaking for myself again. I'm going to enjoy that. I'm not going to attach whatever happens from here on out to whatever I saw right through the 27th out of that game last night in Kansas City. When we come back, just one question. time for just one question and that's brought to you always by our friends at North Shore Tavern directly across Federal Street from PNC Park home of steak on a stone home of the planet's only fully dedicated pirate sports bar front to back left to right nothing but bucko stuff on the walls you'll love the place North Shore Tavern right next to Mike's beer bar and across from PNC Park question comes from bridge city who says just curious i know it's your job to criticize this player and that player but when things get back to normal and you're back in the clubhouse how do players react when you meet them face to face and do you try to talk to that pitcher who you said shouldn't be on the team or that outfielder that you said should be in indy how do the players react your recent todd frazier incident comes to mind well first of all bridge todd frazier made a complete buffoon of himself on Twitter. I've actually never met the guy. And the funny part was, I wish in hindsight I'd actually been critical of him in spring training because his numbers were inflated by a couple of home runs that he hit, but otherwise he was nowhere near as impactful as Philip Evans had been. And Evans, of course, can play more positions. So all I'd written about Frazier was that Evans should make the team and somehow he took that as an opportunity to go on twitter and make fun of my name because it's foreign sounding born raised and proud of it in pittsburgh pennsylvania 
regardless of what a simpleton like Todd Frazier would have to say about that. So let's put Frazier off in some separate category. When it comes to criticizing this player or that player, as you put it, I will actually make a point of being visible slash available to that individual the very next day. You're asking about baseball, so I'm answering in a baseball context. Baseball's an everyday game. And if I get really strong about something, and ideally in this job you don't ever get personal, it's always professional. But as you say, my job is to criticize, it's also to praise, it's also to point out things that are good, credit, blame, the whole deal, the whole package. When criticism comes up, not everybody understands it because they do see you. They see you. And as a result, it seems to them like you're kind of part of this. So what are you coming at me for? Because weren't you just really nice to me last week? So there can be a confusion to it. There can be a, hey, I, th- I thought we were cool. All I do in that situation, this is not original. This is something that I was taught and trained to do from my newspaper days. And it's something that I teach and train the newer, younger people that we have at DK Pittsburgh Sports on how to react to situations like this is to just be there. Be there. Be visible. I don't walk up to the individual because that could look like, hey, did you see that terrible thing that I wrote about you? You got something to say about that? Well, I'm not going to do that either. Okay, that's provoking. But I'm there. And if the individual has something that they want to say, we'll make eye contact. If eye contact happens, I'll approach. And then, hopefully, we'll discuss it. We'll discuss it in a manner that, you know, relays what it is that I do for a living and relays why I respect what that individual does for a living, but I have to do this thing that I do. If it gets uncomfortable or ugly and, oh my goodness, that does happen, if that's what you're asking, that's when the media relations person who is present, who usually be aware of such a thing even beforehand, uh, meaning of such a potential for something to go off, then the media relations person will either step in or say, hey, you guys want to come out here in the hallway or I'll find you a room. We can talk about this a little bit. These things happen and they happen all the time. When they get public the way Todd Frazier did in his Did I use the word simpleton already? All right, here it is again. When he does it in his simpleton way, and that actually is personal, but I'm sorry, that's what he did. He came after my heritage. We'll be in a room and we'll talk it all out. Uh, Hopefully. If not, then not. The players, for the most part, understand. They don't like it but they understand. Believe it or not, it's the younger ones, the newer ones who really don't get it because they're not used to it. They've been told their whole life how awesome they are. And then they finally make it to the majors and it's like, 
you know, wow, this guy started off his career one for 19, and maybe he's not really any good, and they ought to send him back. And it's like, whoa, what? <laughs> I appreciate the question. That's really good stuff, Bridge City. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates, and we'll have another one of these tomorrow. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.